Wouldst thou know whether God did place man after he had made him? Read Genesis 2, 15. Wouldst thou know whether that man did live there all his time or not? Then read Genesis 3, verses 23 and 24. If thou wouldst know whether man be still in that state, by nature, that God did place him in, then read Ecclesiastes 7.29 and compare it with Romans 5, verse 16 and Ephesians 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. God made man upright, but he hath sought out many inventions. If thou wouldst know whether man was first beguiled or the woman that God made and helped make for him, read Genesis 3, verse 6 and compare it with 1 Timothy 2.14. Wouldst thou know whether God looked upon Adam's eating of the forbidden tree to be sin or no? Read Romans 5, verses 12 through 15, and compare it with Genesis 3:17. Wouldst thou know whether it was the devil who beguiled them, or whether it was a natural serpent, such as do haunt the desolate places? Then read Genesis 3, verse 1, with Revelation 20, verses 1, 2, and 3. Wouldst thou know whether that sin be imputed to us? Read Romans 5, verses 12 through 15, and compare it with Ephesians 2, 3. Wouldst thou know whether the man was cursed for his sin? Read Galatians 3, verse 10, and Romans 5, 15. Wouldst thou know whether the curse did fall on man or on the whole creation with him? Compare Genesis 3, 17 with Romans 8, verses 20, 21, and 22. Wouldst thou know whether a man be defiled in every part of him by the sin he hath committed? Then read Isaiah 1, chapter 6. Wouldst thou know man's inclination so soon as he is born? Read Psalm 58, verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. Wouldst thou know whether man, once fallen from God by transgression, can recover himself by all he can do? Then read Romans 3, verses 20 and 23. Wouldst thou know whether it be the desire of the heart of man, by nature, to follow God in his own way or no? Compare Genesis 6, verse 5, and chapter 8, verse 21, with Hosea 11, verse 7. Wouldst thou know how God's heart stood affected towards man before the world began? Compare Ephesians 1, 4, with 2 Timothy 1, 9. Wouldst thou know whether sin were sufficient to draw God's love from his creatures? Compare Jeremiah 3, 7, Micah 7, verse 18, with Romans 5, verses 6, 7, and 8. Wouldst thou know whether God's love did still abide toward his creatures for anything they could do to make him amends? Then read Deuteronomy 11, verses 5 through 8. Wouldst thou know how God could still love his creatures and do his justice no wrong? Read Romans 3, verses 24 through 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation for sin through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus, that is, God having his justice satisfied in the blood and righteousness and death of his own Son, Jesus Christ, for the sins of poor sinners, he can now save them that come to him, though ever so great sinners, and do his justice no wrong, because it hath had a full and complete satisfaction given it by that blood. 1 John 2, verse 2 
Wouldst thou know who he was and what he was that did out of his love die for sinners? Then compare John 3, verses 16 and 17, Romans 5, verse 8, with Isaiah 9, verse 6. Wouldst thou know whether this Savior had a body of flesh and bones before the world was, or took it from the Virgin Mary? Then read Galatians 4, verse 4. Wouldst thou know whether he did in that body bear all our sins, and where? Then read 1 Peter 2.24, Who bare our sins in his own body on the tree. Wouldst thou know whether he did rise again after he was crucified with the very same body? Then read Luke chapter 24, verses 38-41. Wouldst thou know whether he did eat or drink with his disciples after he rose out of the grave? Then read Luke chapter 24, verse 42, and Acts 10, 41. If thou wouldst be persuaded of the truth of this, that that very body is now above the clouds and stars, read Acts 1, verses 9-11, through 11, and Luke chapter 24, verse 50, to the end. If thou wouldst know that the Quakers hold an error, that say the body of Christ is within them, consider the same scripture, verse 25. Wouldst thou know what that Christ that died for sinners is doing in that place whither he is gone? Then read Hebrews 7, verse 24. Wouldst thou know who shall have life by him? Read 1 Timothy 1, verses 14 and 15, and Romans 5, verses 6 through 8, which say, Christ died for sinners, for the ungodly. Wouldst thou know whether they that live and die in their sins shall go to heaven or not? Then read 1 Corinthians 6, verse 10. Revelation 21, verses 8 and 27, which saith, They shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Wouldst thou know whether man's obedience will obtain that Christ should die for them or save them? Then read Mark 2:17, Romans 5, 7. Wouldst thou know whether righteousness, justification, and sanctification do come through the virtue of Christ's blood? Compare Romans 5, 9, with Hebrews 13, verse 12. Wouldst thou know whether a natural man abstains from the outward acts of sin against the law merely by a principle of nature? Then compare well Romans 2:14 with Philippians 3, verse 6. Wouldst thou know whether a man by nature may know something of the invisible things of God? Compare seriously Romans 1, verses 20 and 21 with Romans 2, verses 14 and 15. Wouldst thou know how far a man may go in a profession of the gospel and yet fall away? Then read Hebrews 6, verses 4 through 6. They may taste the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. They may taste the heavenly gift and be partakers of the Holy Ghost, and yet so far as never to be recovered or renewed again unto repentance. See also Luke chapter 13. Wouldst thou know how hard it is to go to heaven? Read Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, and Luke chapter 13, verse 24. Wouldst thou know whether a man by nature be a friend to God or an enemy? Then read Romans 5, 11, and Colossians 1, 21. Wouldst thou know what or who they are that shall go to heaven? Then read John 3, verses 3, 5, and 7, and 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Also, wouldst thou know what a sad thing it is for any to turn their backs upon the gospel of Jesus Christ? Then read Hebrews 10, verses 28 and 29, and Mark chapter 16, verse 16. Wouldst thou know what is the wages of sin? 
Then read Romans 6.23. Wouldst thou know whither those do go that die unconverted to the faith of Christ? Then read Psalms 9, verse 17, and Isaiah 14, verse 9. Reader, here might I spend many sheets of paper, yea, I might upon this subject write a very great book, but I shall now forbear, desiring thee to be very conversant in the Scriptures, for they are they that will testify of Jesus Christ. John 5, verse 39. The Bereans were counted noble upon this account. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily. Acts 17, verse 11. But here let me give thee one caution, that is, have a care that thou do not satisfy thyself with a bare search of them, without a real application of him whom they testify of to thy soul lest instead of faring better for thy doing this work, thou dost fare a great deal worse, and thy condemnation be very much heightened, in that though thou didst read so often the sad state of those that die in sin, and the glorious state of them that close in with Christ, yet thou thyself shouldst be a fool as to lose Jesus Christ, notwithstanding thy hearing and reading so plentifully of him. They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. As if he should say, What need have they that one should be sent to them from the dead? Have they not Moses and the prophets? Hath not Moses told them the danger of living in sin? Deuteronomy chapter 27 verses 15 through 26 and chapter 28 verses 15 through 21 and etc. in the end of the chapter. Also, chapter 29 verses 18 through 22. Hath he not there told them what a sad state those persons are in that deceive themselves with the deceit of their hearts, saying, They shall have peace, though they follow their sins, in these words. And when he heareth the words of this curse and blesseth himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk, or go in, the imagination of mine heart, to add drunkenness to thirst, the Lord will not spare him, But then the anger of the Lord in his jealousy shall smoke against that man, and all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him, and the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. Again, did not Moses write of the Savior that was to come afterwards into this world? Deuteronomy 18, verse 18. Nay, have not all the prophets from Samuel, with all those that followed after, prophesied and foretold these things? Therefore, what need have they that God should work a miracle to send one from the dead unto them? They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Number two. From whence observe again that God doth honor the writings of Moses and the prophets as much, nay more, than if one should rise from the dead? What? Seek for the living to the dead? Should not a people seek unto their God? To the law and to the testimony, saith God, If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 19 and 20. And let me tell you plainly, I do believe that the devil knows this full well, which makes him labor to beget in the hearts of his disciples and followers light thoughts of the scriptures, and doth persuade them that even a motion from their own beguiled conscience or from his own wicked spirit is to be observed and obeyed before them. When the very apostle of Jesus Christ, though he heard a voice from the excellent glory, saying, 
This is my beloved Son, hear him. Yet in writing to the churches, even he commends the writings of the prophets before it, saying, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. 2 Peter 1, verses 17-19 Now if thou doubtest whether in that place he meant the scriptures, the words of the prophets, or no, read but the next verse, where he addeth for a certain confirmation thereof these words. Knowing this verse, that there is no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And therefore what a sad thing is it for those that go about to disown the scriptures. I tell you, however, they may slight them now, yet when they come into hell they will see their folly. They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Further, who are they that are so tossed to and fro with the several winds of doctrine that have been broached in these days, but such for the most part as have had a light esteem of the scriptures? For the ground of error is, as Christ saith, because they know them not. Mark chapter 12 verse 24 And indeed it is just with God to give them over, to follow their own dark blinded consciences, to be led into errors that they might be damned in hell who do not believe that the things contained in the scripture are the truth, that they might be saved and go to heaven. I cannot well tell how to have done speaking for and on the scripture's side. Only this I consider, a word is enough to the wise. And therefore I shall commit these things into the hands of them that are of God. And as for the rest, I shall say to them, rather than God will save them from hell with the breach of his holy word, if they had a thousand souls apiece, God would destroy them all. For the scripture cannot be broken. John chapter 10 verse 35 Chapter 13, page 106 And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Verse 30 The verse before you know, as I told you, it was part of an answer to such as lose their souls. So it is a vindication of the scriptures of Moses and the prophets. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Now this verse is an answer to what was said in the former, and such an one as hath in it a rejection of the former answer. Nay, Father Abraham, nay, saith he, do not say so. Do not put them off with this. Send one from the dead, and then there will be some hope. It is true, thou speakest of the scripture, of Moses and the prophets, and sayest, Let them hear them. But these things are not so well as I could wish. I had rather thou would send one from the dead. In these words, therefore, Nay, Father Abraham, there is a repulse given. Nay, let it not be so. Nay, I do not like that answer. Hear Moses and the prophets? Nay. The same expression is used by Christ. Luke chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. Think you that they upon whom the tower of Siloam fell were sinners above others? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So here, nay, Father Abraham. By this word, nay, therefore, is signified a rejecting the first answer. Now observe, I pray you, the reason why he says nay is because God doth put over all those that would be saved to observe and receive the truth contained in the scriptures and believe that, that is, to have a high esteem of them, and to love and search them, as Christ saith, search the scriptures. 
for they are they which testify of me. John 5:39. But the damned say, Nay, as if he had said, This is the thing. To be short, my brethren, are unbelievers, and do not regard the word of God. I know it by myself, for when I was in the world, it was so with me. Many a good sermon did I hear, many a time was I admonished, desired, entreated, beseeched, threatened, forewarned of what I now suffer. But alas, I was ignorant, self-conceited, surly, obstinate, and rebellious. Many a time the preacher told me hell would be my portion. The devil would wreck his malice on me. God would pour on me his sore displeasure. But he had as good have preached to the stock, to the post, to the stones I trod on. His words rang in my ears, but I kept them from my heart. I remember he alleged many a scripture, but those I valued not. The scriptures, thought I, what are they? A dead letter, a little ink and paper, of three or four shillings price. Alas, what is the scripture? Give me a ballad, a news book, George on horseback, or Bevis of Southampton. Give me some book that teaches curious arts, that tells of old fables. But for the holy scriptures I care not. And as it was with me then, so it is with my brethren now. We were all in one spirit, loved all the same sins, slighted all the same counsels, promises, encouragements, and threatenings of the scriptures. And they are still, as I left them, still in unbelief, still provoking God and rejecting good counsel, so hardened in their ways, so bent to follow sin, that let the scriptures be showed to them daily, let the messengers of Christ preach till their hearts ache, till they fall down dead with preaching, they will rather trample it underfoot and swine-like rend them than close in with those gentle and blessed proffers of the gospel. Nay, Father Abraham, but if one should rise from the dead, they would repent. Though they have Moses and the prophets, the scriptures, they will not repent and close in with Jesus Christ, although the scriptures do witness against them. If, therefore, there be any good done to them, they must have it another way. I think, saith he, it would work much on them if one should rise from the dead. And this truth indeed is so evident that ungodly men have a light esteem of the scriptures that it needs not many strong arguments to prove it, being so evidently manifested by their everyday's practice, both in words and actions, almost in all things they say and do. Yet for the satisfaction of the reader, I shall show you, by a scripture or two, though I might show many, that this was and is true with the generality of the world. See the words of Nehemiah in his ninth chapter concerning the children of Israel, who though the Lord offered them mercy upon mercy, as it is from verse 19 to verse 25, yet verse 26 saith he, Nevertheless they were disobedient for all thy goodness towards them, and rebelled against thee. But how? And cast thy law behind their back, and slew the prophets, which testified against them, to turn them to thee, and they wrought great provocations. Observe one, they sinned against mercy, and then two, they slighted the law or word of God. Three, they slew the prophets that declared it unto them. Four, the Lord counted a great provocation. See Hebrews chapter 3 verses 10 through 19 and see Zechariah chapter 7 verses 11 and 12. But they refused to hearken, saith he there to the wicked, and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear the law. Yea, they made their hearts hard as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law, 
and the words which the Lord of hosts sent unto them by his Spirit in the former prophets. Mark, I pray you, here is also, one, a refusing to hearken to the words of the prophets. Two, that they might so do, they stopped their ears. Three, if anything was to be done, they pulled away their shoulder. Four, to effect this, they labor to make their hearts as an adamant stone. Five, and all this, lest they should hear and close in with Jesus and live, and be delivered from the wrath to come. All which things do hold out an unwillingness to submit to the words of God, and so embrace Jesus Christ, who is testified of by them. Many other scriptures I might bring in for confirmation of the thing, as that in Amos chapter 7, verses 12 and 13, also 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 24 and 25, 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 15 and 16, Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 and 27, and also chapter 16, verse 12. Read also seriously that saying in 2 Chronicles 36, verse 15, where he saith, And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them, by his messengers rising up the times, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. And did they make them welcome? No, but they mocked the messenger of God and despised his words. And was that all? No, they misused the prophets. How long? Until the wrath of the Lord rose up against them, till there was no remedy. See also Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 19 and chapter 25 verses 3 through 7 and Luke chapter 11, verse 49. And besides the conversation of almost all men doth bear witness to the same, both religious and profane persons, in that they daily neglect, reject, and turn their backs upon the plain testimony of the Scriptures. As, for example, take the threatenings laid down in Holy Writ, and how are they disregarded? 1. There are but a few places in the Bible, but there are threatenings against one sinner or another against drunkards, swearers, liars, proud persons, trumpets, whoremongers, covetous, railers, extortioners, thieves, lazy persons. In a word, all manner of sins are reproved, and without faith in the Lord Jesus, there is a sore punishment to be executed on the committers of them, and all this made mention of in the Scriptures. But for all this, how thick and by heaps do these wretches walk up and down our streets? Do but go into the alehouse, and you shall see almost every room besprinkled with them, so foaming out their own shame, that it is enough to make the heart of a saint to tremble, insomuch that they would not be bound to have society with them any long while for all the world. For as the ways of the godly are not liked by the wicked, even so the ways of the wicked are an abomination to the just. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 27 in Psalm 120, verses 5 and 6. 2. The Scriptures say, Cursed is the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. And yet how many poor souls are there in the world that stand in so much awe and dread of men, and do so highly esteem their favor, that with their favor they will rather venture their souls in the hands of the devil then they will fly to Jesus Christ for the salvation of their souls. Nay, though they be convinced in their souls that the way is the way of God, yet how do they labor to stifle conviction and turn their ears away from the truth? And all because they will not lose the favor of an opposing neighbor. 
Oh, I dare not for my master, my brother, my landlord. I shall lose his favor, his house of work, and so decay in my calling. Oh, saith another, I would willingly go in this way, but for my father. He chides and tells me he will not stand my friend when I come to want. I shall never enjoy a pennyworth of his goods. He will disinherit me. And I not, saith another, for my husband. He will be a railing, and tells me he will turn me out of doors. He will beat me and cut off my legs. But I tell you, if any of these or any other things be so prevalent with thee now as to keep thee from seeking after Christ in his ways, they will also be so prevalent with God against thee as to make him cast off thy soul, because thou didst rather trust man than God and delight in the embracing of man rather than in the favor of the Lord. 3. Again the scripture saith, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall be suddenly destroyed, and that without remedy. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 1 Yet many are so far from turning, though they have been convinced of their wretched state an hundred times, that when conviction or trouble for sin comes on their consciences, they go on still in the same manner, resisting and choking the same, though remediless destruction be hard at their heels. 4. Again thou hast heard say, Unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. John 3, verses 3, 5, and 7. And yet thou goest on in a natural state, an unregenerate condition. Nay, thou dost resolve never to turn, nor be changed, though hell be appointed on purpose to swallow up such. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 9. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Psalm 9, verse 17. 5. Again the scripture saith plainly that he that loveth and maketh a lie shall have his portion in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Revelation 21 verses 8 and 27. And yet thou art so far from dreading it that it is thy delight to jest and jeer and lie for a penny or two pence or sixpence again. And also if thou make the rest of thy companions merry by telling things that are false of them that are better than thyself, thou dost not care a straw. Or if thou hearest a lie from or of another, thou wilt tell it and swear to the truth of it. O miserable! 6. Thou hast heard and read that he that believeth not shall be damned. Mark 16, 16. And that all men have not faith. 2 Thessalonians 3, 2. And yet thou dost so much disregard these things that it is likely thou didst scarce ever so much as examine seriously whether thou wast in the faith or no, but dost content thyself with the hypocrite's hope, which at the last God will cut off, counting it no better than the spider's web. Job 8, verses 13 and 14, or the house that is built on the sands. Luke chapter 6, verse 49. Nay, thou peradventure dost flatter thyself, and thinkest that thy faith is as the best of them all when, alas, poor soul, thou mayest have no saving faith at all, which thou hast not, if thou art not born again and made a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 7. Thou hast heard that he that neglects God's great salvation shall never escape his great damnation. Hebrews 2.3 Compared with Luke chapter 14 verse 24 and also Revelation chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. And yet when thou art invited, entreated, and beseeched to come in, 
Luke chapter 14 verses 17 and 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 19 and 20, and Romans chapter 12 verse 1, Thou wilt make any excuse to serve the turn. Nay, thou wilt be so wicked as to put off Christ time after time, notwithstanding that he is so freely proffered to thee. A little ground, a few oxen, a farm, a wife, a two-penny matter, a place, nay, the fear of a mock, a scoff, or a jeer, is of greater weight to draw thee back than the salvation of thy soul to draw thee forward. 8. And thou hast heard that whosoever would be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. James 4, 4. But thou regardest not these things, but, contrarywise, rather than thou wilt be out of the friendship and favor of this world, thou wilt sin against thine own conscience, and get thyself into favor by fawning and flattering the world. Yea, rather than thou wilt go without it, thou wilt dissemble, lie, backbite thy neighbor, and a hundred other tricks thou wilt have. 9. You have heard that the day of judgment is near, in which you and I and all of us must appear before the tribunal of Jesus Christ, and there be made to give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead, even of all that ever we did, yea, of all our sins in thought, word, and deed, and shall certainly be damned for them too if we close not in with our Lord Jesus Christ and what he hath done and suffered for eternal life, and that not nationally or traditionally, but really and savingly, in the power and by the operation of the Spirit through faith. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 9, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, Acts 10 verse 42, also chapter 17 verses 30 and 31, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10, and Revelation chapter 20 verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. There is the book of the creatures, the book of conscience, the book of the Lord's remembrance, the book of the law, the book of the gospel. Romans chapter 1 verse 20, compared with Romans chapter 2 verses 12 and 15, Revelation chapter 22 verse 19, and John chapter 12 verse 48. Then shall he separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left, and shall say to them on his right hand, Come ye blessed. But to the other, Go and depart ye cursed. Matthew chapter 25 verses 30, 31, 32, 34, and 41. Yet notwithstanding the scriptures do so plainly and plentifully speak of these things, alas, who is there that is weaned from the world and from his sins and pleasures to fly the wrath to come? Matthew chapter 3 verse 7 They are so certain too. Notwithstanding, the scripture saith also that heaven and earth shall pass away rather than one jot or one tittle of the word shall fail till all be fulfilled. Luke chapter 16 verse 17 but leaving the threatenings, let us come to the promises and speak somewhat of them, and you may see how light men make of them, and how little they set by them, notwithstanding the mouth of the Lord hath spoken them. As one, turn ye fools, ye scorners, ye simple ones at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. Proverbs 1, 23. 
and yet persons had rather be in their foolishness and scorning still, and had rather embrace some filthy lust than the holy, undefiled, and blessed Spirit of Christ, through the promise, though by it as many as receive it are sealed unto the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30, and although he that lives and dies without it is none of Christ, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. 2. God hath said, If you do but come to him in Christ, though your sins be as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, and he will by no means cast thee away. Compare Isaiah 1.18 with John 6.37. Yet poor souls will not come to Christ that they might have life, John 5.40, but rather after their hardness and impenitent heart, treasure up unto themselves wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Romans 2 verses 4, 5, and 6. 3. Christ hath said in the word of truth that if any man will serve and follow him, where he is, there shall also his servant be. John 12 verse 26. But yet poor souls choose rather to follow sin, Satan, and the world, though their companions be devils and damned souls forever. Matthew 25:41. 4. He hath also said, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all other things shall be added. Matthew 6:33. But let whoso will seek after the kingdom of heaven first for them, for they will take the first time while time serves to get the things of this life. And if it be so that they must need seek after heaven or else be damned, they must stay till they have more leisure or till they can better attend to it or till they have other things handsome about them or till they are older, when they have little else to do or when they come to be sick and die. Then, Lord, have mercy upon them, though it be ten thousand to one, but they perish forever. For commonly the Lord hath his way to deal with sinners who put him off when he is striving with them, either to laugh at their calamity and mock when their fear cometh, Proverbs 1, verses 26 and 28, or else send them to the gods they have served, which are the devils. Go to the gods ye have served, saith he, and let them deliver you. Judges 10, verse 13 and 14. Compare this with John chapter 8, verse 44. 5. He hath said, There is no man that forsaketh father or mother, wife, children, or lands for his sake, and the gospels, but he shall have a hundredfold in this world with persecutions, and in the world to come life everlasting. Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. But men for the most part are so far off from believing the certainty of this that they will scarce lose the earning of a penny to hear the word of God, the gospel of salvation. Nay, they will neither go themselves nor suffer others to go, if they can help it, without threatening to do them a mischief if it lie in their way. Nay, further, many are so far from parting from any worldly gain for Christ's sake and the gospels that they are still striving by hook and by crook, as we say, by swearing, lying, cousining, stealing, covetousness, extortion, oppression, forgery, bribery, flattery, or any other way to get more. Though they get together with these, death, wrath, damnation, hell, the devil, and all the plagues that God can pour upon them. And if any do not run with them on the same excess of riot, but rather for all their threats, will be so bold and careless, as they call it, as to follow the ways of God, 
If they can do no more, yet they will wet their tongues like a sword to wound them, and do them the greatest mischief they can, both in speaking against them to neighbors, to wives, to husbands, to landlords, and raising false reports of them. But let such take heed, lest they be in such a state and woeful condition as he was in, who said, in vexation and anguish of soul, one drop of cold water to cool my tongue. Thus might I add many things out of holy writ, both threatenings and promises, besides those heavenly counsels, loving reproofs, free invitations to all sorts of sinners, both old and young, rich and poor, bond and free, wise and unwise, all which have been, now are, and it is to be feared, as long as this world lasts, will be trampled under the feet of those swine, I call not men, who will continue in the same. But take a review of some of them. 1. Counsel What heavenly counsel is that where Christ saith, Buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Revelation 3, verses 17 and 18. Also that, Ho, every one that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. Here in your souls shall live. Verse 3. Lay hold of my strength, that you may make peace with me, and you shall make peace with me. Isaiah chapter 27, verse 5. 2. Instruction. What instruction is here? Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, saith Christ, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Proverbs 8, verses 32-35 Take heed that no man deceive you by any means. 2 Thessalonians 2.3 Labor not for the meat that perisheth, but for that which endureth unto everlasting life. John 6.27 Strive to enter in at the straight gate. Luke chapter 13, verse 24 Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16.31 Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. John 4.1 Quench not the spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Lay hold on eternal life. 1 Timothy 6.12 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5.16 Take heed and beware of hypocrisy. Luke 12.1 Watch and be sober. 1 Thessalonians 5.6 Come unto me, learn of me, saith Christ. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29 Number three, forewarning. What forewarning is here? Because there is wrath, beware, lest he take thee away with his stroke, then a great ransom cannot deliver thee. Job chapter 36, verse 18. Be ye not mockers, lest your bands be made strong, for I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a consumption even determined upon the whole earth. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 22. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you that is written, Behold, ye despisers, and wonder and perish. For I work a work in your days, which ye shall in no ways believe, though a man declare it unto you. 
Acts 13, verses 40 and 41. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Watch and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Mark 14, verse 38. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Hebrews 4, verse 1. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Jude 5. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Revelation 3:11. Number 4. Comfort. What comfort is here? Him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John 6:37. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11:28. Be of good cheer, thy sins are forgiven thee. Matthew 9, verse 2. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13, verse 5. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. I lay down my life for my sheep. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. John 10, verses 10 and 15. I have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1, 18. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Isaiah 44, verse 22. 5. Grief to those who fall short. O sad grief! How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me? Proverbs 5, verses 12 and 13. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, 
I have not commanded them whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.